Urban Spelunking is supported by Landmark Credit Union. Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. All right, well, this week, Bobby, what neighborhood is this considered? This is the uh, 37th Street School Apartments. Yeah, it's kind of the Washington Park neighborhood. It's like a block or two um, east of Washington Park and uh, south of Lisbon, north of Vliet. So this is a former school, and you you can definitely tell from the outside it still looks like a school, but inside it's been completely redesigned into an apartment complex for seniors and market rate apartments. And it's pretty cool, I guess, to be able to live in a former school. It's really cool. There's 49 apartments in there. Most of them are low income. They're beautiful. They're in the old classrooms for the most part, although, you know, the classrooms are sort of split up a little bit. Um, but so if you look at the picture, you see there's some beautiful arched windows. Some yeah. apartments have those. Mm-hmm. Um, the gym on the top floor has been converted into a community room, but they kept the the lines painted on the floor for the different sports. And it still so looks it, like a gym. It yeah. still looks like a gym. There's a home plate <laughs> still <laughs> painted in one corner. Um, the hall, I mean, all the original hardwood floors have been refinished. And, you know, it's they used historic tax credits, which means they have to follow the National Park Service guidelines for maintaining the historic character and look at the building, which they've really done a good job of doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, there's a few of these developments like this, that, you know, these former schools that have been turned into apartments, I did, these developments kind of lend themselves to, because they're, you know, used to be classrooms. Does it kind of make it a little easier to yeah. convert? Yeah, it really does. Because for exactly that reason, because you've got wide corridors, you've got suitable entrances and things yeah. like that is it's generally easy to find a place to stick an elevator because these buildings don't generally have those. But then, yeah, the classroom spaces, you can, you know, in some of them, basically a single classroom is a single apartment. You know, it's, it's, they've taken it that kind of (laughs) almost literally, but in some cases they're sort of divided up a little bit differently, but still they're laid out in such a way that makes them perfect for this. And this building was built in 1903 and this was, I guess, kind of a different era of schoolhouse construction, right? Where the, you know, a little more. A little bit more uh, ornate, perhaps? Um, yeah, this building is not incredibly ornate, but what happened around this time, especially in Milwaukee, it, probably, it happened in bigger cities a little earlier, but what was happening at this point was buildings were starting to be um, shaped differently. Like here you get, you know, you're starting to get, instead of like a one long corridor building with classrooms on either side and that's it, you get these um, U-shaped buildings because okay. you could get a lot more space in them um, and then you could also, having the U-shape meant you had that sort of courtyard in the middle so that all the classrooms got light. Oh, okay, interesting. you could open the windows and get air and mm-hmm. stuff. So they were, they were definitely um, starting to do this more in Milwaukee. And this was one of a number of buildings that were either almost exactly identical or pretty close to identical. Okay. Um, and interestingly, they all survive. Yeah, really cool windows. And a few of the apartments do have, like you said, those, those really interesting arched windows. Some other cool architectural features. What what are some of the other highlights here? What I loved was that they kept a lot of stuff. You know, there yeah. these buildings at the time had built-ins. The carpentry department at MPS would build cabinets and cupboards and all sorts of things like this for classrooms and sometimes out in the hallway. And, you know, in some developments they pull that kind of stuff out because it doesn't suit the current needs, but here they saved a lot of them and they're not necessarily always in their original position in the building. Um but they reused lots of them, which is nice. So there are those. Um, in at least one hallway, there's still a row of coat hooks. Yeah, on I was going to say, that, you got to mention the coat hooks. Yeah. Not of any real use, but you know, just kind of a reminder of what the building's 
original purpose was for so many years. I see those coat hooks and I just instantly kind of feel like, oh, you know, like, I, take, I take that you know what I mean? in every school, I right? Especially the schools where a lot of them you go to, the, um, they still have the little pictures, the class photos of the individual kids and like their name sort of oh, cool. written, yeah. or the kids wrote their own name or something in, um, in art class. And so sometimes you can see those next to the hooks. And I love those because I just think, you know, wow, this building closed like 15 years ago. These people are, you know, 25 now, 30. When you look at the state of things now, it's pretty incredible, the transformation, uh, especially in these last 15 years when it was vacant. It was a long road getting to this this redesign. So in the second part of our conversation, we're going to talk about this process and how they had to kind of overcome some of the challenges of this building, because this building was was kind of on the brink, wasn't it? It was. Over the years, uh, vandals had had a field day with this place, and really the, the police department and the MPS facilities people were just constantly trying to stay a step ahead of the vandals, which they were sometimes successful at and sometimes not. We're going to get into that next on Urban Spelunking. Did you miss Radio Milwaukee's fall membership drive? Don't worry. There's still time to support all the programming you enjoy and get entered for a prize. Donate by 1159 on Friday, October 22nd. You'll be entered to win two tickets to see the Bucks versus the Cavaliers December 18th, plus an overnight stay at the Double Dutch Hotel. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to enter. Support for 88.9 Radio Milwaukee comes from your membership and Landmark Credit Union. Landmark Credit Union is proud to support Urban Spelunking and is proud to have been guiding members with financial options since 1933. Information about membership is at LandmarkCU.com. Landmark Credit Union. And we're back at the 37th Street School Apartments. We talked about the, the kind of the long road to, to get to where it is today. 15 years ago, I, this this building closed, right? And that's when it stopped serving students? Yeah, 2005. So yeah, six, okay. 15, 16 years ago, yeah. Okay. Um, and I was in there a few times after, you know, starting maybe 2010-ish. And it was, you know, not in good shape because there were people breaking in and causing damage and, and that sort of thing, breaking windows and, you know... Um, and over the years, MPS would go there and they would shovel and they would, you know, fix the break-ins and, you know, um, but that they just kept coming, Yeah, you know, and then one time vandals broke in and they've done this in other buildings too and and turned on the water and left. Oh, where it's just like... So then, you know, it's, it caused floors to buckle in the old kindergarten classroom. It had caused uh, a mold issue. And then, you know, I think... The, it looked like the brick wall was starting to crumble because the the moisture had had eaten into that. So it was, you know, it was just looking pretty bad for a while. Yeah, you talk about all the the hardwood floors that were restored, and I mean, like the basketball court that we talked about in the first half. Yeah. Thankfully, that survived. But Fortunately, on an upper floor, so yeah, that, you know, water follows the gravity. So, <laughs> did they have to remove a lot of the original details then, with no, like like the the hardwood floors? I don't think so. I mean, I think in like that one classroom that they. That's probably, I did not see the apartment that's in there now, but um, 
I'm sure that at least needed repair, if not complete replacement. So the vandals were in there. I'm sure there was like, I think you mentioned in the story that there was some copper pipe. They were maybe trying to get that out. Was that it? Another another popular thing for vandals is to come in and steal plumbing and and wire, copper wire, copper pipes, things like that, because they can get money for them. Yeah, I'd imagine it's really tough to stay on top of the maintenance when a building like this is vacant. I mean, for 15 years, right? I mean, yeah, for a long time, right? So, and you know, there were other vacant buildings. So they had a staff of people whose job was to go around to these buildings and some fared better than others just again it was you know they did a good job of keeping up with repairs but you know it's it's hard to stay ahead of people who want to cause them damage for no reason other than the fun of it desperation yeah desperation or or in 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 the case of the copper for the money right? right so when did the transformation begin so it started a couple of years ago about um two years ago i think the work began and i visited last year um, and they were sort of in the thick of it at that point, and it was. But you could already tell. I mean, they had, you know, it, it was incomplete and utter process at that point. There was scaffolding inside, all kinds of stuff was going on. So I mean, I had a sense of how it was going to look, but when I went back this time, I was just blown away because it was almost like walking into what the building must have looked like in 1903 when kids first showed up. I mean, the, you know, the floors were shiny. Oh, new, cool! Yeah, the walls were freshly painted. Mm-hmm. The windows are all brand new. It's just like it really just immediately transformed me to be like to to what it must have looked like 118 years ago when people first walked in it did kind of remind me of um when we went to the the old soldiers home the Milwaukee soldiers home yes. you know seeing some of the mm-hmm. the way that they made those apartments fit into this historic building or this old building and i know this building's a little newer than the soldiers home but yeah, yeah. um but still kind of still that you know old. <laughs> it's still pretty old yeah 1906 but this one i guess was designed for this before, you know, with the classrooms being there. So some of the, yeah. like we said in the first half, some of the walls were probably in place and ready to go. Right. But did they, did they talk about any other challenges that they came up against um, other than like the, you know, the vandal and the vandalism? No, I think that was really the main thing is whatever damage had happened, you know, over the years from that. But, you know, these companies like Greenfire, which was doing the construction has done other projects like this, the, you know, these developers who do these kinds of things are getting pretty expert at doing it because they're doing like Gorman, which is doing um, fifth street school and is doing the McKinley school on 20th and delete. Um, and Greenfire is also doing the transformation of Wheatley school on 20th. Oh street yeah. Wheatley. Yeah. Into apartments. We'll go mm-hmm. back there and check that out. Um, but so there, and, and Gorman especially does it in other cities too. So, you know, these people, they've, they've sort of got a knack for <laughs> how to get this done. Now it's not, and school buildings were fairly similar enough that, I don't think they're having to completely reinvent the wheel each time. Yeah. And back to the nuts and bolts, this is how many apartments? 49. 49 apartments, and then most of them are reserved for seniors, Yeah, correct? there's just a few that are not. Yeah. yeah. And then No, be- I mean, they're all they're all for seniors. I'm oh, they're sorry, all but, senior apartments. But okay. yeah, there's only a few that are market rate. Got it. The, the large majority of them are um, assisted. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'm sure nobody wants to see a, an abandoned school that's, no, right. that's blighted and vandalized in their neighborhood, right? No, I mean, right. Nobody and wants it, that. And if you're living across the street from it, uh, you know, you don't want to see that happening, right? I mean, it's, so it's it's got to be, especially for those people literally right there, it's got to be a boon to now have this uh, this property looking the way it does and it's going to have people coming and going and more people are going to be living there. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, and then you think about, I mean, just living in a, in a former school building. I mean, talk about a unique apartment. If you're looking for, oh, I know. for an apartment in the neighborhood, I mean, a former school is pretty, pretty one of a kind. Well, what I think is pretty cool is when I first went to um, Jackie Robinson Middle School, they told me that some people who um, had gone to the school had moved in to some of the apartments, and that was true at Mound Street School. Oh, cool. Day of wow, yeah. And the day I went to see Fifth Street School, 
um, when it had just been finished and nobody had moved in yet, but they were just starting, they were going to be moving in that week. And a woman came while I was standing there waiting to get my tour. A woman came and she wanted to see about leasing an apartment. And she said to me that she had gone there. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if she ever ended up moving in, huh. but it's, it's a pretty cool thing, isn't it? To, could you imagine living in your like first grade classroom or something? Yeah, I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't I'd, know want if I'd want to, but yeah. maybe, maybe. I'd maybe, consider it. Maybe if they put like a really nice kitchen in there. Well, right, they would do that. <laughs> or at least a kitchen. Well, go check out the pictures. We've got the, the article linked in the show notes in the description box of whatever platform you're listening to right now. You can also find links at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts and visit on Milwaukee and check out, I mean, you've got so many of these amazing stories from the archives. So yeah, if you love Milwaukee Thanks. history, so much more to explore at onmilwaukee.com. Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez, handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab with support from Landmark Credit Union. Please do subscribe to this podcast and rate and review it as well. We'd love to hear your feedback and uh, recommend, tell a friend, let them know about the Milwaukee history that you that you discover here on the Urban Spelunking Podcast. Next week, we're uh, where are we next week? We're going to be in Bayview. Bayview, talking about the Beulah Britton Community Center, right? Yep, Beulah Britton Community Center. And we're going to, you know, I... I have always kind of wondered who who Beulah Britton is. You oh, know? Well, you'll find out. We're going to find out. That's coming up next week on Urban Spelunking.